0: Welcome to The Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Tom Tillier.
1: You're listening to The Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Tom, how's it going?
2: It's great. How are you guys today?
1: Well, we're, we're still alive over here. We're still alive over here. We got a couple of questions. <laughs> we're going to talk to Tom today. We got a couple of questions, Learned about it, Learned about how we got into real estate, and um, let's let's get started. So Tom, Tom, we need to go. We need to go way back. We need to go way back, like when you were like three. Were you wearing a suit and tie, ready to get into real estate when you were like three years old?
2: You know, if you ask my mom, she would say yes. So, always in sales of some sort, whether it was newspaper subscriptions or, uh, you know, always the fundraisers as a kid. It was just I always had my hands in a sales capacity of some way. So my mother would say yes, but obviously no, because I had no idea what real estate was or what realtors did. So,
1: <laughs> Okay, so when did you decide to be a realtor? Actually, before that, before that, what did you actually want to be when you grew up, when you, when you were uh, getting a little older?
2: What did you want to be? It, it's kind of hard to say what exactly I wanted to be. Obviously, I wanted to be a hockey player. Uh, because I played hockey my whole life. So I thought I was going to be like this professional hockey player, but being influenced by shows like chips and things, of course, every young kid in that era for sure wanted to be a cop, right? I wanted to be a policeman mm-hmm. and a veterinarian, of course, I think we all wanted to be veterinarians for a while.
0: Yeah, I did there
2: yeah there's so many so many of those things have crossed through my paths but i i think the number one answer would be hockey player for sure awesome
1: awesome well since uh uh since we're talking about hockey what's we before we'll go back to your your real estate question but what were you doing this weekend we saw you out with some without sledding we have to know did you fall
2: oh i fell several times and, <laughs> you know but I think the kids get a kick out of it when I, when I fall, so sometimes oh, yeah. I just bite the dust just to get a reaction from them. But all it was was I had the GoPro strapped to my chest, and I was just having fun with them. It looks oh, like they a fun video. They do get me out there as much as they, they would like sometimes, so when we do go out, we have a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. Where
2: do you guys go sledding? You know, there's this uh, school at the end of our neighborhood. It's where the kids go to school. Okay. And there's a decent hill there. It's not like some crazy hill, but it is at the end of the street. So mm-hmm. it's super convenient to throw the sled in the car and head up and, yeah. it, nice. you know, hit the snowstorm. It looks so like a pretty street,
0: good size hill.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. You know, it just sits behind the school and it's a lot of fun, actually.
1: So sweet. Now, now, let's get back to that real estate question now. <laughs> well, what, when yeah. did you want to get into real estate?
2: Wow. Um,. <clears throat> I think real estate also always fascinated me. Back in high school, I did a lot of remodel work where I was the grunt, right? I was the one up on the roof tearing off shingles or I was the kid, you know, tearing insulation out of a house, throwing it in a 40 yard dumpster. And so I was intrigued at that point, but that it didn't even really cross my mind to to take it to the realtor or flipper type level. Um, even though this guy was doing it. So I always had like kind of an interest in real estate a little bit, but what happened was in 2002, maybe I was selling BMWs for a company called Earhart BMW and it's a local, local BMW store here. And there was a local real estate agent that came into the dealership to to buy a new BMW. She wasn't necessarily a real estate agent at that time. She worked for a builder, Pulte Homes, And she pretty much recruited me and when she, she asked me to join, you know, to come talk to Pulte, she said, you'd be a good fit. And once I got into Pulte in the new construction side of things, that's really when my passion, you know, expanded. And I absolutely loved, loved getting into real estate in the early 2000s.
0: Nice. Would you say that she was kind of your mentor in your beginning stages?
2: No, actually, no. Um, she was kind of like just the person that that sat there and was was happy with her experience buying the car, and said, "You know, you might be a good fit for our company." And she worked for Pulte, and next thing you know, I'm interviewing for at Pulte,
3: <laughs> and
2: it worked out to be a, a pretty good career until the you know recession hit and building stopped.
1: Do you see a lot of? A few of, years uh, later. Do you see a lot of? Um agents coming from like the car industry or anything like that? Like, do you see that like industry helping you out to get to the real estate?
2: You know, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't really know anybody huh. that has made that transition or I don't know anybody that was in the car business and now in real estate, except for one of my buddies. Um, but overall with all the people I know, I have not seen that. Huh. Huh.
1: Did you uh, You would think
2: that would be more prevalent?
1: I know. I see, like a lot of uh, what was it? Uh, I see a lot of people coming from like the restaurant industry going into it. Um, I see a lot of that. I was just wondering because just just never uh, wasn't sure. Um, so, what do you remember? Like your first like real estate deal?
2: I do, I do. My actual first real estate deal as as a licensed agent coming back into real estate years later, or are we talking back in the Pulte days?
1: Well, we want to know way back. We want to know way back, like yeah. the first one. because Was it a smooth
0: a, transition?
1: Yeah. <laughs> was it smooth?
2: Uh working for a builder, it's it's a little different. So I did have a mentor. His name was Todd. And Todd took really good care of me when I was there. And so he trained me, he beat me up. He was kind of like the guy who who kind of showed me the ropes. And I worked at a, a neighborhood at 15 in Haggerty called Carrington Gardens, Mm -hmm. and that was my very first neighborhood. My very first neighborhood was 550 to $650,000 homes. And it was great because I didn't know anything at the time uh, getting into, going into Pulte. So he taught me all the ropes about what to do, what not to do. Um, So my first deal, let's see. I don't think I can pinpoint it, but I can probably go back and name I don't know, half a dozen or a dozen people that, that I associated with that I helped buy a house in that neighborhood. But once it came to getting back into real estate, I do know my first deal back into real estate after I got out of real estate for a while.
1: Well, let's hear about that one. Let's hear about, actually, let's change it up a little bit. Let's hear about your first listing that you had as an agent.
2: Okay, so it's it would be the same thing. Uh, the first listing was, it was referred by my cousin And it was a house in Lapeer. So it was about a 45 minute drive from here. I went into this, um, gosh, I went into this presentation, (laughs) like, and (laughs) we're friends of friends, right? So they're really good friends with my cousin. I went into this presentation and I really didn't know what I was doing. I overpriced the house by about (laughs) $20,000. And it it was tough. It was was tough to understand the paperwork. It was tough to understand what, what I had to do. But I knew that I had, because I had a marketing background between Pulte and coming into real estate in this fashion. I had a marketing background, so mm. that's where I hung my hat on. I, I know marketing, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take everything I know and I'm going to make it work. And I did, and we ended up selling the house, and we ended up being the highest priced home in the neighborhood that sold because we were twenty thousand over <laughs> the, you know, the last sale which we just kind of fell into because it was a cash offer and there was no appraisal needed. So So it worked out. Yeah,
1: that worked out really well for you.
2: It did, it worked out for them too. So they were happy, I was happy. And then it just started rolling from there.
1: You're like, I got this. What was the biggest (laughs) takeaway you got from that listing? What was the biggest thing you learned that you're like, I learned that and i have like, your biggest takeaway?
2: Hmm. The biggest takeaway from that listing well, it's it's the paperwork, right, I in the presentation. I was so nervous. I mean, I remember just beating my head up against the wall, going over all the paperwork prior to the meeting, not knowing what I was doing at all. And then once I got through that part, then it all kind of smooth was smooth sailing. Awesome. I feel like
0: that's very common, the paperwork part, when yeah. you're first starting out, there's just a lot of it to go over.
2: It was daunting. And I I look back at it now and and I realize that, but I haven't thought about that in a while because once you get it, you get it and it just kind of comes easy now. Mm -hmm. But as a new agent in the very beginning, it was scary. You don't want to miss anything. You don't know, because that's not what they teach you when you get your license, when they get your license, it's all about random things that you don't use. They don't teach you Mm -hmm. the things that you do use.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So what, how'd you get from there to where you're at now?
2: Wow, that's a good question.
1: That's a big big difference.
2: <laughs> it's a big difference. Um, I will tell you, I, I hit the phones hard for a while, right in the beginning. And I was able to put together a five property deal. And what happened was, I was calling expired listings. I found this one expired listing that was kind of in the back of my neighborhood. And I went up, shook his hand. I actually stopped by there. And he said, I wish I would have met you like two days ago because I just signed with this company that guaranteed the sale of my home if indeed uh, I buy a new construction home. Well, I happen to know that company and I happen to know the owner of that company that Mm -hmm. he signed with. So I called him up and I said, hey, this. his name is Mike. And I said, Mike, the owner, Right, and I said mike i I have this property in the back of my neighborhood. You guys just listed because you guys just did a deal with them. Can I hold an open house? Sure enough, I held the open house. The buyer came in. Somebody else I talked to ended up buying their house, right? So anyway, at the end of the day, there was five transactions that all closed on a Friday, about two and a half months into the business. Uh-huh. Wow, that series of transactions was probably the number one thing that kept me in the business because I was actually, Oh gosh. Um, what's the word for it? I was excited. I was desperate. It needed, needed something to happen. And because those five transactions closed all in order, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, they all had to kind of fall. And once they did, that was actually the confidence I needed. And it was also the the money I needed to sustain myself because I was the only one in the home working. Mm -hmm. My wife's a stay at home mom, we have five kids and I left corporate America. So I really didn't have a car, a laptop, a cell phone. And I was just trying to figure it out. I went from almost pretty much falling in my face once we left corporate to figuring out how to get income for our family and that makes you when you when you get hungry like that a lot of things can happen
1: yeah yeah because you you kind of have to think out of your box and you're just like mm-hmm. okay we're gonna get this 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 but that's crazy just all of them happened at once that's something that uh i mean you learn all of them real fast and like i think you kind of like just the fact that it happens all at once you learn real quick and then you're like okay i'm ready to go to all these other ones now
2: <laughs> yeah it all happened at, at the same time but it also happened they were all part of the same deal yeah. right so the the first one that was listed by somebody else, I sold it, so I had the buyer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then I had the seller of, I had, they were the seller of a different property.
3: Yeah,
2: I had connected to somebody on the phone that was looking in a certain area, that the seller happened to own the home. So I connected those dots, and then those people had to sell, <laughs> right? And then the people, anyway. Yep. Then there's a buyer that came out of it too that ended up buying. So five deals all within uh, one day of closing and again if it wouldn't have happened like that I probably wouldn't be in the business because it was a hard start for me yeah I went from a corporate job corporate America in right into sink or swim yeah. and that was my life preserver
1: yeah I talked to somebody the other day that was that they just like picked everything up and moved from Florida to Miami and I was like wow that's pretty just they had nothing they're just like I'm just gonna go figure it out it's like wow it's like uh, if they can pull that off then you're like you got this. Especially if you, you see them now, they're just like, wow, you've already got that far. It's like, that's crazy. So that's awesome. Um, okay. So what, let's, let's talk about now, what, what are you doing now? Like, uh, in real estate? So we, we talked about way back when, but what are you doing now? I know you got lots of things going on you got lots of, uh, live streams you're doing and lots of, uh, real estate stuff you're doing, but what are you doing now?
2: What I'm doing now is trying to get out of my own way. and And what I mean by that is, you know there are some really basic things that you have to do as a real estate agent, and sometimes those basic things get overlooked because all the other things that are so exciting—it's uh, really easy to default to them. And so I love video. I love getting on video. I love making creative videos. I love social media. There, but there's there's much more to our marketing plan than that. And so when you when you struggle, my biggest struggle though, Brad, is is taking everything that's in my head, laying it out and actually um, executing on it. I execute, but I wanna execute each one of these pillars at a very deep level. And sometimes I just, you know, analysis paralysis, you get so excited about it and you wanna start implementing everything, but then something happens or you don't, you can't forget to prospect, you know, you have to be on the phone, you have to talk to people or else the business Mm -hmm. will stop. So if you get yourself sidetracked with all the cool, fun, sexy things, it, uh, it's gonna hurt your business. So that's my struggle. I, I need like 10 of me and I'd be happy.
1: <laughs> so what have you done now to, to solve some of
2: those problems? So since you, you know you're trying to get
1: away from them, have there any of them that you're like, what, they, once you like implement it, you're like, that saves me so much time to do and, and stuff like that. Is there any big ones you noticed?
2: Yeah. So I, I do automate as much as I can. Um, recently I, I picked up a virtual assistant mm-hmm. and I was leery about that because virtual assistants are hit and miss and mm-hmm. this one is a miss. So this one's actually hurting me. Um, it's hurting my business. It's hurting my, uh, my schedule things that I wanted to mm-hmm. get out by a certain time. It's just not, it's just not working out well. Yep. So as a business owner, as you know, um, trying to find that help. The latest, the latest thing is I probably need a good assistant. Probably need a, 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 an assistant here on the on the ground uh, because my wife is busy. My wife's busy, and she does a lot of things for me and with me. But I need somebody that can actually help me on a daily basis, and I can count on yeah. for five or six hours a day uh, to to help push the business along.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, I understand that one. Um, That's too bad that 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 one didn't work, but I'm sure you'll learn what works on the next one. If you end up getting another one or an assistant, at least you'll know what what to learn from that experience to go on the next Mm -hmm. one. So, um, yeah. Um, What you got, Taylor?
0: I kind of want to go back a little bit. So Mm -hmm. when you first started, um, what's the major marketing tool or sales tool that you were using and how has that changed over the years?
2: Well, the ma- major marketing tool and sales tool was I, I noticed I'll, I'll tell you, actually, I know that that answer now that I think about it for a second.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm a big believer in multi-channel marketing. So it's a waste of everybody's time. In my opinion, if you get on the phone to a prospective seller, whether it's an expired listing or for sale by owner, uh, somebody in your farm, uh, somebody that, you know, It's a waste of time if you get on the phone and you dial and you talk to somebody and then you don't do anything with them. So I'm a big believer that in multi-channel, send them an email, send them a text, send them a postcard, send them a card, send them a letter and do it again. Put them in a calendar. When are you going to talk to them again? If it's a month from now or a year from now, you need to make good notes and you need to put them in the, so that's kind of what I taught when I worked for corporate. And so when I took that knowledge of my, of corporate America and I put it into play in real estate, it's helped me considerably because I'm not the guy that just calls somebody, connects with them, sends them something and forgets about them. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that sends them five things, make sure they see my face, they hear my voice, they have my card, they have me on text, they have me on social, wherever I can put them, connect the dots. And then I call them when I say I'm gonna call them. So that's yep. probably my biggest social media, or that's my probably the biggest marketing um, idea I have is yeah. be, be everywhere once you connect with somebody.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I know like, I, that's one of the things I see big in like just kind of business world altogether is like, cause I remember when I back in the day, I used to flight instruct, and, and we was to, that was pretty much our biggest thing that we would actually answer the phone and we would call them back or actually just call them back if they rang and we were just still flying the plane or something. We just call them back when we get on the ground. Just like, if you don't call people back or if you just don't answer the phone or don't call them back when you say you're going to, it's like, that's like business 101, but I didn't realize it that so many people don't do that. It's just crazy. It's like so such a good thing and no one does it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but then again, make sure it's you're, you're accessible. Make sure they see that you're a real person. Make sure yep. you send them a video a bomb bomb video so they can see your face they can see your reel make sure you send them links to all your channels Mm -hmm. make sure you send them a postcard make sure you send them a letter with your card in the envelope you know Mm -hmm. there's so many things that will pay off later but too many people get all excited like a little church monkey and they want to go from bounce from one task to another so you're on the phones with all these people And you get done with the call and you're like, okay, I'm going to hang up. I'm not going to make good notes. I'm not going to do anything. And I'm going to make the next call. Take two minutes, automate the process, take two minutes and do it. And you'll get better results over time because you actually took action with that person that you connected with. But too many people just go to the next call first. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, So I watched your live on Friday. That was hilarious. (laughs)
2: I really enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. Well, thanks for watching it. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's a, such a good group that I, I do that with. You know, for a while there was Jen Tate and I, and we were doing it weekly. And then yeah. we brought in Jimmy Nelson. We were doing it every other week with Jimmy and every other week with Jen. <laughs> and then we brought in Steve as like a guest. And now we're down to like once a month. Let's just get ev- the whole gang together yeah. and... <laughs> And it's usually, uh, usually a lot of fun. Steve brings a lot of humor, and everybody has their own side, you know.
0: I was laughing the whole time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you guys are pretty good. They're job. pretty fun,
1: fun group. Yeah. Okay, so what what is the, uh, um, how is like the COVID situation affected like uh, the whole real estate market? <clears throat> have you seen? I know there's been a lot of like lower <clears throat> inventory and stuff like that, but what, how have you seen it affect them?
2: Well, what I experienced last year, and I think a lot of people experienced, is there's a lot of people that need to move, right? Mm-hmm. They're, uh, or they want to move. So everybody's in this mode right now where they realize their home is actually their home again. It's not just a place they lay their head. It's their office. It's their gym. It's their vacation spot. It's where they need their uh, their separate rooms. They don't need that open floor plan anymore. They need separate spaces where they can go and kind of get away from the kids because the kids have been there all day on online doing school. Especially
3: There's so many different parts of
2: that, that people are looking for space. And again, it's because of all those things that I just mentioned. It's uh, I that's the biggest thing. People realize, maybe I don't like living in a neighborhood anymore. Maybe I want to be out in the country. Maybe I want to finally have that pool. Maybe I want to have all those things that you didn't realize that you wanted until this happened and now all of a sudden you're like you know what I only live once actually speaking of only living once I had a friend that got COVID and he called me a couple weeks ago I didn't really know he had COVID called me a couple weeks ago and asked some advice on his bathroom because he's going to put his house up for sale
3: Hmm.
2: and I said what you're 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 moving where are you moving to and he wants to move to California Oh, wow. and he said, I came this close. I was on my deathbed. I was very, very close. And I realized I want to live where I want to live and I want to do what I want to do. So I'm going to sell my house once we get it all ready. And I appreciate your advice. And I'm going to move to California. Wow. So there's another example. And that was uh, that was not that was not something on my radar. That yeah. was not yeah. planned at all.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: good for him for going where he wants to do and just uh, says, hey, it's, I'm going to do it. So... Good for him. Yeah. What do you see the market going into in the next year or so?
2: Hmm. The market's going to be crazy. So what I've told many, many people is if you can solve the number one issue out there, then you'll be wildly successful this year. And I think the number one issue, and if you saw the show, Taylor, Mm -hmm. then I think the number one issue is the gridlock. It's all these people that want to sell for all those reasons i mentioned right they want the office they want the yard they want right. the gym they want the privacy they want the pool but they don't know how they don't know how to sell because there's nothing on the market
3: mm-hmm.
2: so their house will never go on the market because there's nowhere to go and so it's it's an absolute um situation and once we solve for that if we can solve for that well there and there's a lot of ways to do that then building confidence with the client base to realize that hey they probably got to buy first before they sell
3: mm-hmm. which
2: was a big change yeah, they used to have opposite. to sell first before they bought right yeah. and so i think that's going to be the big the big win anybody who can build those relationships and build the confidence in their clients to do just that will be successful in the next year and a half or two years awesome so
1: what what is like one um it's probably like a different topic, but what, what is like one thing you would tell like a new agent that was just starting this month? Because you know that they're gonna be a completely different market than you were when you started, but what would it be one thing you would tell an agent starting this month that would be good advice for them for this year?
2: Yeah, so I actually have a mentee that I'm working with at Brookstone, brand new agent, it's never been in the business, came from the hospitality business, like you said earlier, <laughs> and real good guy. So the number one thing I told them was to build your database. Number
3: one,
2: understand who you know, who likes you, trust you already, and then start there. We need their addresses, we need their emails, we need their phone numbers, we need their birthday, we need their anniversary dates, we need their spouse's name. If you can put all that together in a really nice format, start there. And then I could go a lot deeper on that subject because it's one of my (laughs) passions. But the second most important thing would be get organized. And when I tell you that, it's just like I, I mentioned, you know, if if you, if you make a call to somebody and they say, you know, I, I have a renter in this property, I'm not interested, it was really nice talking to you, send me over the stats. And if you send them over the stats and you put them in a, uh, a newsletter type system that they get, you're in front of them all the time, and they said they have a renter in there until next January, then have a system in place that you can make sure you call them in November. Yeah. Stay in front of them a little bit, but then call them in November. So if, if you were in my program as a mentee, you would understand database is number one, organization is number two. Awesome.
1: I like it. Uh, okay, so uh, you, you mentioned Brookstone. So how long have you been at Brookstone?
2: You know, uh, I've been to Brookstone before Brookstone was Brookstone, <laughs> so yep. that's the fun part. I don't know if you knew that, but Brookstone opened its doors on, I think it was April 1st of 19, yeah. and I had signed up with Brookstone on March 15th. Nice. Of 19. We didn't even have any of the paperwork ready. <laughs> uh, but Brandon called me up, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in Brandon. And yep. uh, he called me up, told me, Hey, I'm ready. Because a year before that, we were going to do Brooks. Well, he was going to do Brookstone a year before that, and I was going to come with him then. Mm-hmm. Well, he called me up, said, I'm ready. And he goes, You want to come on board? And I said, As long as I'm your first agent. And I was joking. But he said, well, if you sign up tonight, you're my first agent. And I said, send <laughs> over the paperwork. Nice. Send over the paperwork.
1: That's awesome. And so,
2: yeah, I officially hold that spot right now. And uh, I was the first agent. Now we're up to like 180, so we're doing, yeah. it's, been, it's been a fun ride.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I know, I, I remember, uh, I remember when All Back started, and I just remember you guys, just I looked and I'm like, the Facebook group had one person, like right at the beginning. It was like, it was like 30 people. And then the next thing I look, it's like 60. Eighty, 100, 150. <laughs> it was like, it's like, dang, you guys grew fast. You guys had a good, uh, good system you guys have in place already, and uh, it, I was just, I love seeing it grow. <laughs> so yeah, Brandon's put together,
2: you know, all the the whole leadership team over there has done a really really good job. Uh, between Brandon and Bill, Sarah and Jen, uh, Christy of course, and they they've done a really good job of of kind of Choosing and Matt Hellebuck, choosing the roles and kind of running with it, mm-hmm. and I think that's a success. It's surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, I had a part in that. Uh, since then, I focused more on production. I don't focus on the technology sector of that, but it is fun. It's fun being involved, but yeah. sometimes you just have to make sure that, you know, you focus on business number one first, and yep. it really depends on uh, what the needs are for the for the brokerage. Yep.
1: Exactly. Um, okay. Well, uh, since we know you love technology, what is uh, your favorite technology at the moment?
2: Hmm. I would tell you there's a um, there's a piece of software right now uh, for Macs that's called Ecamm. Are you familiar with it?
1: Nope.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a Mac <laughs> Mac only thing. It's just it's the best. Best piece of software, as far as I'm concerned, for video. Uh, all the settings. It can introduce um, video clips and sound bites. Uh, the little logo that's in the corner of the screen here yep. is is because of Ecamm. I'm actually coming through Ecamm first to come to you, so I could do a lot of crazy things with my screen, but I won't do that right now. Uh, but that timer, Taylor, yeah. that you saw that I was messing yeah. with in the beginning, that was that was me dragging around a timer on <laughs> Ecamm. Okay. So eCam is uh is one of my new favorite things. I use it in conjunction with Zoom. I use mm-hmm. it in conjunction with StreamYard. So any th- any video at all, um uh, and and it does its own thing too. But any video at all, it's it's the best platform for me to funnel the video and the audio through.
1: Yeah, is that like OBS? Do you ever use OBS?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that. It just it's just easier.
1: Yeah, OBS. Is I like I like Easy. Yeah, but OBS is pretty challenging. I remember when you showed me StreamYard, I'm like. This is way easier, <laughs> and i Yeah, StreamYard that right is
2: there. still. A, yeah, StreamYard is still my go-to, um, but I can do both. Yep. I can do both. It depends on what I'm using it for. Uh, StreamYard, though, I use this through StreamYard, and it works out pretty well. Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: awesome. When did you start using
2: this? Oh, I started using this about a month ago. Okay. Yeah, because I was struggling with a lot of the uh, camera feeds and. I was struggling with a lot of things um uh, technology wise to make sure my system was set up where i needed it and i finally found it once i found ecamm awesome um uh, perfect well mm. tell me what else you got
0: um i kind of want to know from a client's perspective what advice would you give to maybe someone who's buying or selling a home for the first time in this market
2: You say buying or selling for the first time or buying and selling in this market?
0: Buying and selling in this market.
2: Okay, so buying and selling in this market, um, that's that's interesting. Well, I would say find a reputable agent that's gonna walk you through this and help you. Because if, again, just kind of like to piggyback on what I said earlier, Mm -hmm. if somebody can get you your desired goal or help you get to your goal, then you're in good shape. But if you can't get to your goal, then you just wasted a bunch of time and energy and it's stressful. So that might mean you have to buy before you sell. It might mean that you have to have an agent that's gonna look for something that's not on the market necessarily, or have a series of homes that they know of that would possibly be for sale and it really just make sure you get lined up with the right professional team to accomplish your goals.
3: Yeah.
2: Don't think you're just gonna put a house on the market and with the everyday agent, I guess, and think that it's gonna be smooth once you close and get into a new house
3: mm-hmm. because
2: most likely you're gonna end up living somewhere else uh, and moving twice. Yeah, but most of the time that can be avoided if you do it right.
0: Okay. I know this market this year, especially for people who are moving for the first time, it can be very intimidating.
2: Yeah, so another thing I'd tell you is have a backup plan, right? I have a client going through that right now. Have a backup plan. Understand what pods cost, understand uh, where to how all that happens and where you're going to lay your head if you can't move in right away. And make sure that you have you and again, a good real estate agent is gonna kind of guide you through that. Hey, here's here's plan A, but if plan B needs to happen, we need to make sure we have it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, before we go, what is, uh, how, could, how can some uh, potential clients reach out to you?
2: You know, there's, gosh, I'm working on, um, I'm working on like a branded site, mm-hmm. right? So I also, I have the tillyourteam.com, mm-hmm. But I am working on TomTillier.com, which becomes the easiest way to get all the links for everything to connect anywhere. But I'm very easily google Googleable. Is that even a word?
1: I think it's close <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds like fun. So I'm very easy to find on Google. You just type in my name. It's Tom Tillier, T-H-O-M-T-I-L-L-I-E-R. Um, you can always call me at 248-804-4030. My email address is Tom, thom, at the so pretty easy to find me though if you just search me on Google, you will find me and I'm very accessible Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. I'm out there no matter what.
1: That's awesome. That's how we know you know what you're doing because you Google and you show up because you said you will yeah. find you, so that means you mm-hmm. obviously shows you know what you're doing but we, we have uh, we have one more question for you. Let's oh, see, boy, Taylor, Taylor's what, laughing. Taylor, what is it? Of, what is it, Taylor? It's
0: kind of an off-the-wall question. <laughs> Bring, it. Bring it
2: on. Is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog is a sandwich. Okay. If you eat it with the bun.
0: Okay.
2: wait How's that for an answer? How's that for
3: an oh, answer? That's so, perfect. so
2: a hot dog, let's let's go deeper into that, Brad. <laughs> now that you're gonna, you're gonna throw these questions at, at me, I'm gonna throw something else at you. Oh dang. You. So, A hot dog is really just nothing but a meat stick. Right? Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: And a hot dog can take many different forms. You can bread a hot dog and you can have corn dogs, right? You can cut up a hot dog. So it's not always a sandwich, I guess, but if you put it in a bun and you have a nice kogel and a nice, you know, aunt, what's her name? What's, what is her name? uh, Oh, I don't know whatever i just if want to say it it off, jemima
1: but that's actually the. the no it's off. not it's,
2: it's <laughs> not but you put a nice a good kogel in a nice steamed bun from home depot you're good
3: yeah
2: i like it home depot hot dogs are the best hot dogs you know can we talk about hot dogs some more I'm just, yeah let's talk yeah, them more. <laughs> i think it's a brilliant
1: idea because i'm hungry <laughs> oh i'm but, starving
2: yeah um, but no a hot dog is definitely a sandwich but it can take many other forms
1: Ooh, I like it. That was a good answer. That's our—that's mm-hmm. probably our best answer yet. So, we're going with it. And uh, with that said, I think we're all set. Hello. Hello. Are you Hello? there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one.
0: See ya.